This is episode one of our three-part series, Despite My Anxiety. Over the next three weeks, you are going to be hearing from three amazing and inspirational women who are going to share their stories with their anxiety and share the things that they have done to overcome anxiety, to learn to live with their anxiety, and the things that they have managed to do in their life, in their business, despite having anxiety. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, Camry Hill. Camry is a mom of three, wife, personal stylist, and digital entrepreneur. She has been in the fashion industry for over 10 years and has been running Camry Hill Styling for five years now. Camry is uber passionate about helping women become confident in themselves from the inside out. As a personal stylist, she can show women the best clothes to suit them, but goes deeper than that for her. She also shows women the importance of believing that they are worthy of the time, the love, and the effort that it takes to show up and represent themselves to the world at their most confident. Camry does this through working with women entrepreneurs one-on-one, as well as her online programs and coaching. This is one interview that you are not going to want to miss. So grab your earbuds, make a cup of tea, and get ready to hear from Camry Hill. This is Inspired Wellness with Jessica, a safe space for women impacted by their emotions to unlock hope and discover ways to elevate emotional wellness holistically for long-term health and well-being. I am your host, Jessica, advanced EFT practitioner, holistic counsellor, meditation therapist and advanced life coach. Join me for real, raw conversations to educate and inspire you to take control of your emotional well-being. I am so grateful you are here with me. Let's dive straight in. So welcome Camry from Camry Hill Styling. It is so, so lovely to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I love being podcast guest instead of host sometimes. So it's really fun. (laughs) Absolutely. I actually had to listen to your podcast the other day and we'll link it in the show notes um, for anybody else who wants to have a listen. But yeah, Camry's story is one that's really relatable and also really inspirational. And I know I gave you a bit of an intro before the episode started, but Camry, do you want to share a little bit uh, for our listeners who may not know who you are do you want to share a little bit about how you got here to where you are now yeah oh my gosh it's so hard to pinpoint where to start but (laughs) I am my name obviously my name is Camry Hill and I am a personal stylist a mom of three young children I've got a nine-year-old six-year-old and two and a half-year-old so I feel like my life is pretty chaotic at almost every moment of the day right now (laughs) Um, they, um, are, I, you know, I absolutely love being a mom, but it's also a massive juggle and being a solopreneur and running my own business. Um, I've been a personal stylist going on five years now, but I've been in the fashion industry for about 10 years and my massive passion is just helping women feel confident about themselves, mainly women entrepreneurs now. So, Um, This year, I've really pivoted into helping women entrepreneurs with their personal style and how it ties into their personal brand. So helping them with their brand photo shoots um, and just feeling confident about themselves to be able to put themselves out there online and in their business and just feel really good about themselves. So it's super fun. It's really feeds my creativity, which is just who I am at my deepest level is just that creative spirit. Um, But I also call myself a bit of a digital entrepreneur because I love the digital online space and what that provides in terms of business. So um, yeah, that's sort of a little bit of a recap of who I am. (laughs) Yeah, I actually, I can't wait. I have a a styling thing booked with you for my brand photo shoot and I'm really, really excited um, because I've seen, yeah, seen your work and I think you're amazing thank you um there was something that you said on your podcast on episode one that really stood out to me and it just resonated so much with me 
And that was that feeling of losing yourself after you became a mom. And that was something that I just really was like, yeah, I, I, so many people, and I know I experienced it first time round, second time round, just that, yeah, sense of who am I and what is this thing I've got here? And, you know, yeah. Yeah. How, how did you overcome that, if you don't mind? Yeah. Oh gosh. It's yeah. It's a hard one because everyone has their own level of after becoming a mom, like their own struggles. Uh, I definitely struggled with my first. So after having my first son, I was really young. I only had him when I was 21 and I just wasn't prepared to be a mom at all. Like just to be honest. And I really lost a sense of who I was because I had this huge like career and trajectory of where I wanted my life to go. And then being a mom just changed all of that. So that was really confronting. And as every mom would know, you stop looking after yourself because you put so much into your kids. And that's where I found myself. I stopped like getting dressed how I wanted to get dressed. I found I found it really hard to be pregnant. And I've been, I've pretty openly talked about this is that being pregnant for me was real struggle because I felt a loss of control of my own body. I couldn't control how I felt. I couldn't control the size of my waistband, like all of those things. I really struggled with that. And you just, you do, you go through a huge identity shift. And so after my first, I really was like, well, who am I anymore? Like, I don't even, you know, get up and do my hair or put on makeup or do the things that I loved and was so passionate about doing. Like literally getting dressed for me was fun. Getting dressed to, you know, show off an outfit. It was mainly for myself, but I felt good about it. Do you know what I mean? Because I was into fashion and I stopped doing all of those things. I didn't have the time for it. Your wardrobe changes when you become a mom and you're chasing after like my first, he vomited every two seconds. Like he had reflux. So I was like constantly changing him, changing me. It was like, I couldn't even put on a nice outfit unless I was going out for a date night, which basically never happened. Mm. Um, So I just really struggled with who I was and there was never really like one point in time. It was definitely a progressive thing over the years where I had to start taking time back for myself. And I feel like now, like literally nine years later, my eldest just turned nine is when like, it's a progressive thing that I'm finally at a point where I know that I am a priority and that I'm super important and that, you know, if my cup is not full and I don't look after myself and my own mental health, that my kids will suffer, that my husband will suffer because I'm not happy, but it does take time to get Mm -hmm. to that point. I always like struggle because I feel like some people who are in that place where I was are like, well, when do I just snap my fingers and I'm out of that like mental state? And I'm always try to reassure people that it's definitely not an overnight process, that it's just taking little bits of time and asking for help, like communicate and ask for help, speak to your partner, speak to your husband, just take that time for yourself. And um It was definitely a progressive thing, but I think becoming a mom is just the most wild, like, adventure. Do you know what I mean? Like, you just, it's a lot. It's it's definitely a huge mental toll. And I know we're going to get into this, but it, like, fed my anxiety to a whole nother level becoming a mom. And it got worse the more kids I had. Yeah. (laughs) Like, just worrying about your kids, worrying about yourself, like, there's all these things that you go through in life that just make you well made me more and more anxious about little things that I was never anxious about before I had children Um, and learning to manage that. And even like having those experiences, it just like makes you go, hold on, like, wow, this is real life, you know, because you just, you're so carefree before you have kids and then (laughs) you have kids and then you're like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Yeah, I can I can really relate to what you just said just then. I with my first, I um it wasn't it was unexpected, I guess in a way it was it wasn't I don't know if there's a right way to say that. Yeah, um, I'm totally it, open because yeah. mine was a, our first child was a full surprise. Like yeah, and I don't it, I'm it not ashamed to surprise. say that. Yeah. Absolutely, I would never trade him for the world, you yeah. know what I mean? But 
I think it's okay to say that that was hard I literally cried for like weeks on weeks when I found out that I was having him because I wasn't ready yeah and but you know I don't think that that's a bad thing to say because it just it's true and it's Mm -hmm. honest yeah but that I sat with those those really hard feelings for a long time and then once he was born like I wouldn't have traded him for the world you know what I mean but I think like it's hard and I think that your first is always going to be your hardest because it's like such a learning curve. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It is. I can also relate when you talk about having to change the tra- trajectory of where you were going to go with your life as well. Um, yeah. I had a different business when I had my first and um, it was an event business that required a lot of physical energy from me, um, putting on some very, very, very expensive events and yeah. um, exhibitions and it was a startup and I was that sick with my pregnancy. I threw up every day for nine months from six weeks until the day she was born that I could not put the physical energy into my business and I had to make the choice to let it go. So everything I'd worked for for two and a half years, these exhibitions that I'd been building up and getting a couple thousand people to and trying to build and grow, I had to make the choice to let it go just because I couldn't, I couldn't physically handle the pregnancy. And so, yeah, it was, I can just, yeah, I can resonate with what you're saying. It's yeah. all the whole trajectory of your life can change, you know, yeah. and planned or not. Babies, like you said, it, they're a big learning curve mm-hmm. and definitely feed anxiety. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, because you mentioned your anxiety and how obviously yeah. having those kids, having your kids has fed your anxiety and made you think about things that you hadn't even potentially thought about before having kids. Yeah. Do you want to share with us a little bit about your journey with anxiety? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I feel like it's a big one because it started small. So after having my baby, my eldest son, like little things that didn't feel so big before having kids started to feel really big. So one thing, and I still struggle with this, that I became super anxious about which wasn't a problem before was flying so I hate flying like it's just I get really anxious about it um but before having kids I flew all over the world with my husband like we you know like literally jump on a plane and not even second guess it but over the years it was just like this reoccurring fear that would come up and every time I'd jump on a plane like my heart was racing I was sweaty I was like just literally thought every time I'd fly, we were going to die. Like my mind just went to that place constantly. Um, And then, you know, just little things like when your kids would get sick or you'd have to go to the hospital with your kids, like just little things like that just felt so much heavier. Mm. And I, I managed to cope with most of those things. I did get at one point um, a few years ago, I was going overseas with my husband and we were going to be leaving my kids. Um, And I knew that that flight was going to be really hard for me. So I ended up having to go to my GP and just say like, is there anything you can give me just for this flight? Because I just don't think I'm going to cope. And she did. She gave me some, um, I don't even remember what it was, but some medication just for the flight. And she was like, I don't want you to really use these otherwise, but just for this flight, because I know like you're going to struggle. And I was really actually happy about that because it just calmed me down. (laughs) It was, it helped me get through that. Um, and sort of since that time, um, I've I've learned a lot of coping mechanisms. But the biggest buildup um, to actually have, like, I mean, there's a big difference, right, between like feeling anxious about something, but then also getting to the point. And I listened to your podcast recently about having anxiety in the car, mm-hmm. um, having a panic attack in the car, um, and that actually happened to me. So um, it was about. When was it? It was last year. Yeah. So the end of last year, um, it all built up to, I like had like a full panic attack in the car. Um, So to kind of give like a little brief background, because it is a bit of a long story, what led up to that uh, happening was 
everyone knows we had like two years of lockdowns. It was horrible. Um, but in the middle of that, I lost my best friend to breast cancer. So that was really, really heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, um, I just was really struggling mentally to cope. And then we all went back into lockdowns again. Um, and I was just not physically well either. So I just was like, really having a lot of like stomach issues and just feeling unwell. I found out like my B12 was really bad and Mm. there was just all these things, but I had a lot of anxiety around going to the doctor because I had walked through the two year of the two years that my best friend went through treatment, chemo, like the whole thing. Um, And that experience really, really set me back in terms of like, I don't want to go to the doctor. I don't want them to tell me something's wrong with me. Like I just had And I still am struggling with that at the moment, but just this constant fear of them them telling me something was wrong with me and that my kids were going to lose me because she was only young. She's two young kids. Like just that whole experience was really, really, really hard. And then we went into the two, you know, really intense lockdowns that we had and I was just not coping. Like, you know, from day to day, I was not wanting to get out of bed um again like I wasn't getting up and even getting dressed I mean we didn't have anywhere to go but I just had no motivation and looking back I think there was a few signs of like depression happening um just like early signs um and then I was dry it was just after my kids had gone back to school at the end of last year and they had announced that they were opening the borders so something that was really really hard for me is I hadn't seen my family overseas in America for over two years and that was unheard of for us like we saw my family would basically every six months um so that on top of it like there was just so many things right uh that were just like layering on each other yeah. and was just feeding my anxiety and they'd opened the borders. So I was like so relieved and excited about that. But then um, when we booked our tickets to go see my family as soon as possible, but then I started to, I was just starting to feel really unwell. And I, I, looking back, it was my anxiety that was causing me to be sick, like Mm -hmm. actually physically sick. So I was having all these pains in my belly. My husband's like, you need to go see the doctor. And I'm like, I don't want to go see the doctor. Like I was just like, no. Actually can wreak havoc on your body. That stress response Mm -hmm. that when your body, when you're in that state of anxiety and you're in that fight or flight continually, it will absolutely wreak havoc. Yeah. on your body and that will feed the anxiety because then it's mm-hmm. like well what's wrong with me you know mm-hmm. that yeah yeah so. it was this no it, it's so true and I actually had no idea about any of this before this happened like it was on a constant basis for months that I was having this pain in my side and you know it sounds so crazy like so so crazy but I genuinely was sitting there every day going I probably have cancer or I'm going to die because I have this like pain in my side. Like my mind was going so deep, so deep and dark on a daily basis. And it was like, I was on the crazy train. Like my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about it every minute of the day, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't telling anyone. I wasn't voicing it. I was just anxious, overwhelmed, and I was keeping everything in because I'm the type of person who wants to help everyone else. And I don't ask for help easily myself. So I didn't want to like lay that burden out for anyone else to deal with. And so I kept that in and was struggling with that pretty much on a daily basis for months. And then I was driving to my uh, my two boys um, to go pick them up from school. And we it's a fair drive for us. It's about a 20-minute drive mm-hmm. each way. I was driving in the car. I had my daughter in the back. And we were nearly to the school and I just, and I'd actually been experiencing some chest pains. And I, again, I was like, didn't know that that was any signs of anxiety or panic. Mm. And I was just kind of like dealing with it again, not saying anything to anyone. And I was driving to the school and all of a sudden just started to get this real tightness in my chest. Like it felt like my throat was closing up and my chest was closing up. And luckily we're just nearly to the school and I really quickly pulled into like a, uh, a spot in the parking lot Mm. and I sat there and had to get out of my car and I like nearly passed out. 
So I felt really dizzy. I felt like I couldn't breathe. My heart was racing and I was just standing there and I was like, I actually envisioned myself passing out in the parking lot. And I was like, okay, well, there's no one here. If you pass out, who's going to look after your child who's in the car? Like, and I actually had to like snap myself out of it. I was kind of like, no, like this, you can't do this because your child's in the car. Like I actually physically had to tell myself that like snap out of it. So I hopped back in the car and I just started like distracting myself. So I had gotten a package in the mail um, that I hadn't opened yet. So I just like started opening that and reading mail and like just distracting myself, calming myself down, trying to like focus on my breathing. And I knew nothing about anxiety attacks before this Mm. happened. So I was just like, I was just trying to distract my mind, but I actually didn't know it was a panic attack at the time or an anxiety attack. Like I didn't know what was happening to my body. I actually kept saying to myself, like, do I have COVID? Am I having a heart attack? Like I thought something was like more physically wrong. Like I was having an illness. Um, There's not that much awareness I find on the physical symptoms of anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the most common things that I see in here is, well, surely this isn't normal for anxiety or how can anxiety cause this? Or yeah, just that real confusion. And obviously if you are listening and you have any physical symptoms, get yourself checked and ruled out medically for other things first, but be open to the possibility that your anxiety, which is deep down your body being in fight or flight, your amygdala being active with all of those hormones coursing through your body and all of these other physical changes happening, um, that that actually can, as I said before, wreak absolute havoc. And all of those symptoms that you described, the tightness in the chest, the feeling like your throat is closing, feeling like you're going to faint, uh, all of those things, they are all very classic panic attack symptoms that people experience and they're terrifying. Mm-hmm. I read something one day that said that a panic attack is the single most uncomfortable, <clears throat> excuse me, this is my voice, the single most uncomfortable thing that a human can experience. Wow. And, and I really, truly believe that as somebody yeah. who's experienced probably 70 or 80 of them, it's, wow. and there, there's so much fear behind it. Yeah. So much feelings of doom. And so I really, mm-hmm. I love that you've brought up and got into such vulnerable detail about your experience because for anybody listening, you know, you're not alone. Yeah. Absolutely not alone. Yeah. 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 So it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was terrifying. I'm like looking back, like you said, I just had no idea what was happening to my body. Yeah. It's really frightening. It really is. How did you feel um, that that impacted you then? beyond that first panic attack how did your life how sorry how was your life then impacted do you think yeah honest I always look back every everything's easier in hindsight right but Mm -hmm. I always look back and go that was actually a blessing because I learned so much about myself after that so I had no choice at this point but to get help like I was like, okay, so I went home after that and I absolutely, like I kept it together, got my kids home. And then I got home, I called my husband and I just absolutely fell to bits and pieces. Like I'd been holding in all of that for months and months and months. It was actually almost a good year since I'd lost my friend. Uh, And I was just like fell apart, absolutely fell apart. My kids saw me. They were like, oh my God, mommy, what's wrong with you? And I was just like, I can't keep it together anymore. This is just too much for me to handle by myself. Mm. And I ended up reaching out um, to a therapist. Um, we're like, I mean, COVID's amazing now. Like what COVID has provided for us is amazing because I was able to connect with the therapist through Zoom um, and get that help that I needed without having to like find care for my kids and get it in there. Like I would have made all these excuses of like not being able to go see someone for help. Yeah. Um, And I found an amazing lady who I was able to speak to and she just let me cry, let me say everything I needed to say and get out that I had been holding in for a good year and she was unbiased, you know, just, and really spoke so kindly to me and validated everything I was thinking. And I was like, Oh my God, like, this is what I needed. Like, 
And just having someone to speak to unloaded so much pressure that I didn't know I had. I walked away from just that one feeling so much lighter, Mm -hmm. like someone had just taken my worries away. And she just gave me some really good coping mechanisms for and she said look it's gonna it's gonna happen again like that anxiety is not gonna just disappear but you there are tools of what you can do to be able to recognize when you're feeling in that state and potentially stop them before they get that bad um so she just gave me some really good techniques and thought patterns of what I can do and um Thank goodness I really haven't had one to that extent again because I really catch myself. Mm. Um, But I definitely have moments where I feel my body starting to get quite anxious. For example, just last night I had my two-year-old was unwell. Um, She had a fever and um, that in itself gives me a lot of anxiety of having going, oh my gosh, I'm going to go to the hospital, like all the just little things. But I use those coping mechanisms to really bring my brain back to a sane point of view like yeah. <laughs> okay why are you taking your why are you letting your mind go so far mm. um and i've it's been it's definitely just been a huge learning curve but it's been good as well because i've just learned a lot about myself in terms of like my anxiety and you know just how the mind works. Like I've just learned so much about how the brain works and how all of those things are so possible. And it's actually really helped me even be able to manage certain things with my kids and how, when they are going through tough times, um, being able to help them with those sort of things. So um, getting help is number one, the best thing. Don't try to do it by yourself because you're just too far if you get to the point where I was, you're too far beyond being able to help yourself. Um, and that it's like 100% okay. And you're not crazy. Like I'm finding out that so many other people experience this and that it's actually normal, Mm. but you know, you hear people talking about mental health all the time, but you, for me, I was like, that's not me. I'm never going to feel that way. Like, oh, you know, you can't relate to what people are going through until it happens to you. Yeah. And then you realize how important mental health is. Like I've always taken care of myself physically quite well, but Mm. it's like your mental health is so much more important. And I didn't realize that until that happened. So yeah. Yeah. And there's something that you said um, during that story that really stood out for me. And it's such an important message and it's, you said, you know, that you were forced to get help when this had happened. So this panic attack, you know, this blessing in disguise, yeah. is, is, you know, yeah. is, it actually stopped you to force, to stop yourself to get, and for, oh, now I can't speak, stop and force yourself to get help. Yeah. And I think what so many of us don't realize is because we do live in this such fast paced world, everything is go, go, go. Uh, we are accustomed to being in a state of stress. We're accustomed yeah. to just living in this stressful state where we've got to do everything and be everything and please everyone. And yeah. and we often don't fill our own cups first. Or if yeah. we do, we've still got all this stress that we need to deal with as well. Yeah. And what we don't realize is that that does build up. Mm-hmm. If we aren't taking the steps to actually help our body to calm down, if we're not taking the steps to implement self-care that's going to help you deal with that stress, then it will build up to the point where your body goes, no, I'm obviously in danger because this stress response has not yeah. gone away. So now I'm going to give you a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, they'll say, but it came out of nowhere. And when you actually unpack things and you go, okay, well, to use you as an example, you know, you lost your best friend. You've had lockdowns. You've had all of these things. You were physically unwell. Yeah. And you're, like you said, it was just layering and layering and layering until your body and your brain says, mm, no, this is beyond what I want to cope with now. Yeah. So if, if you do get to that point, look at it as a way of forcing yourself to get help. Yeah. You're right. It, it's hard place to get out of on your own. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And you do need, you do need that next step from somebody who can help you. Yeah. Tell me about the things that you have accomplished you've been going through all of these things in the background and as you said you've kept it in 
and you've kept going. Can you tell me about the things that you've been able to show up for and the things that you've been able to do despite having this anxiety? Yeah. Um, Well, the big thing for me was the anxiety was sitting there a lot because of everything that happened, but I was also in this really bad state of mind where I thought that everything was going to go wrong and wreck us being able to go overseas to see my family. And I just realized that, you know, my, my mind was going into that place because that's what I was expecting to happen because all these other bad things had happened for what felt like for so long and getting that help and understanding how the mind works and being able to stop myself before I get to those places. I was able to go overseas, like being able to actually get on that plane and go see my family and just shut off for like a good month Mm. was the best thing. Like, I think that probably contributed to my well-being, like probably 10 times more than anything else. It was just being safely with my family, something that I had been looking for for so long. Um, And just being able to be there and be present and be with my family. And this year has been such a real turning point, not only in my career, just but in my life because of what happened. Um, That like was a real sort of like eye opener And I've just been able to this year, I feel like I've really made such intentional choices on how I live my life every day, what I take on. I was that person who if I got stressed, I would take on more work. You know, I'd be like, oh, what else can I do today? Like, (laughs) what else can I? Um, I like to stay busy. Mm -hmm. And I've really had to take a step back from that and go your life's not important because you're busy. Like taking on more doesn't make you better. Do you know what I mean? Where I felt like maybe that's where I tended to let myself go. Mm -hmm. And it was a really good distracting technique if you're busy with work. (laughs) So this year I've really taken a huge step back and been okay with it. Like just Mm -hmm. been okay. I was trying to do more and, you know, social media is amazing, but so much in our face all the time of, do more, do more, do more. You have to do this course and this membership and you got to learn this. And like, as an entrepreneur, there's so many learning curves for us and we feel like we've got to keep up with everyone. Right. And I felt so much in that, like, just, I felt so overwhelmed and I didn't even realize it. Mm -hmm. So I've really taken an intentional step back this year to just go, It's okay to take a step back. It's okay not to show up on social media every day. It's okay to change what you're doing. Do something that makes you less overwhelmed. Change your services. Change what you're doing. And that's been just really eye-opening and peaceful for me. Like I've actually at peace with doing less, (laughs) (laughs) which is just crazy, you know? But I think that it's probably something that women entrepreneurs and moms like us need to hear mm. because we feel like we've got to keep up with what everyone else is doing. And, you know, a lot of times I'm like comparing myself to people who have these huge careers and I'm like, they don't even have kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't keep up with that. I'm a mom of three. Like, and do you, you get know- the guilt if you don't do the things that you actually, you put the limitations on yourself, you set the time frames. you know, you set all of the things, your to-do list and everything, and then you give yourself guilt. <laughs> Yeah. you don't do it that's what happens yeah. to me yeah. yeah yeah and I was speaking to someone recently um that it's actually been pretty crazy because I've taken a big step back and been like you know what I can't be in this rush 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 do 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 mindset anymore because it's not serving me I don't feel good about it and since I have taken a big step back Um, and just kind of let it be, I'm actually getting more work than I ever have, which is just like kind of crazy. I just think it's like the universe's way of being like, you're at a peaceful place. And now I will bring that abundance to you. And just being in this, like, I don't know, just such a different mindset of like, not this hustle mentality that I was stuck in, but felt like I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. And now I'm just at this, like, 
whatever is going to come will come and I don't want to push for it. And I'm actually doing better now than I was in that hustle mentality. So it's just like, it's amazing, but I just feel really at peace. Like I feel really happy about sort of how my life is going at the moment and being proud of myself for taking the steps to get the help. Um, And that doesn't mean that I don't experience anxiety sometimes here or there but also like just knowing that it's part of life and that it's okay and that it's not gonna set me back like I can handle it and I know how to cope with it now you know not to say that it's not gonna ever get to a point where it's a lot like it was but but you'll be aware of it that will be the difference this time is that Mm -hmm. you'll be able to be aware of what's happening within your body and your mind and you'll pick up on it early enough to intervene in some way Mm -hmm. that will be yeah our bodies are amazing like just Mm -hmm. tiny little signs like a little tightness in my chest or Mm -hmm. a little bit of a fluttering heart like here or there I now know that is my like stress response or my anxiety is like something underlying is giving me a little bit of a niggle like you're not doing well with this and it's amazing how much literally I it was a few months ago I actually was struggling for like a good week and I messaged my husband and I just said just so you know I'm having a really hard time this week and I'm starting to feel a bit anxious like I was last time and just telling someone was like Mm -hmm. so helpful I was like just so you know and I think I rang my mom and had a good cry to her yeah um and I felt so much better afterwards do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like just tell someone just speak to one person and tell them that you're struggling to just be able to offload that is amazing like you I guess I just didn't realize it because I didn't do it for so long absolutely so yeah just being really in tune with what your body's telling you and then asking Mm -hmm. for help like it's a natural human response to need other people (laughs) yeah absolutely we yeah well we're not designed to go out of alone We're really not. We are designed to belong and to go through things together. And you're right. If you are listening to your body, then you will pick up on little cues. Um, The neck, the shoulders, the head, the forehead. If you are practicing something like a progressive muscle relaxation that is training your body to be back in a state of relaxation, then your very, very, very first sign of stress is going to be muscle tension. And if you're used to feeling relaxed, then you can actually pick up on those early stress cues just from noticing the tension that might pop up. Um, For me, it's the side of my head. You might find it's a jaw, shoulders, neck, anywhere up around that top half of the body area. But yeah, your body will give you little cues and they'll start with muscle tension and then it will move on to other things and it will show you, like you said, you get the little flutter in your chest or you get something that you know is your cue your body is going into something so if you're in tune with your body you have a beautiful opportunity to actually help yourself as well you mentioned um obviously using the tools that your therapist gave you asking for help not keeping it in this time having this whole beautiful mindset shift that it's okay to to just take a load off and that it's okay to not be in that busy mentality all of the time is there anything else that you think uh, is really significant for you to that you've done to support yourself through your anxiety yeah I mean just incorporating those practices right so I mean I've been talking about for years like self-care and making yourself a priority and like for me that was like going shopping you know having a bath every six months or you know what I mean like just little things but for me now I'm like I need to incorporate different things that are good for my mental health Um, so I often now um, you know just little they're just little practices throughout the day or throughout my week where I'll get up before the kids and I will do some journaling or a meditation or breath work, like just little things that I didn't 
do before, mm-hmm. stretching, doing yoga. Like I don't really have a set in stone, but I'll just do them when I have the time, when I feel like getting up a bit early and just like sort of going, like yeah, just going Hi, with within yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, you know, just little things. Um, I was maybe a week or two, probably about two weeks ago. Um, I got up early in the morning and did a yoga session just upstairs by myself and before my kids got up and I was feeling quite heavy that day um, because grief is like a whole nother thing. And I know that that feeds into my anxiety. Like I have overwhelming sense of grief that hits me from nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that morning I was just feeling really heavy and really missed my, my friend. Yeah. Um, and those moments hit me and then I just lose it. And I sat upstairs and after my yoga session, I just had a big cry. Like I just, I used to just hold that in because I would feel like embarrassed to show emotion or like, oh, what if my kids see me? And one of the biggest things that my uh, therapist told me, because I said to her, you know, I was really felt horrible that my kids saw me so broken Mm -hmm. that day that I had that big anxiety attack. And she said to me, I actually encourage you to do that in front of your kids. Like, and I was like, really? And she was like, because it shows them it's okay for them to show their emotion. We don't want them to grow up feeling like they can't cry Mm -hmm. or they can't open up or have a breakdown in front of you. Um, And it's okay to have that emotion. And so now I'm not scared of that. I'm not scared to have a cry in front of my husband. Like, uh, but I just feel like that was my... I don't know why. I don't know why I've always kind of been that person where I've just kept everything in and it literally physically would feel heavy in my chest when I would hold those emotions in. And now I just like, I had the big cry and I was like, I don't care if anyone comes up, I'll tell them why I'm crying because it's normal. It's actually okay. And so that's been a huge learning thing for me. Um, is just to let it go. Like if you're mm-hmm. feeling the emotion, it's there for a reason. You have to process and, it. Yeah, yeah. Sadness and all of those things are just as important of emotions as happiness. Like we all are striving for this happiness. And, you know, there's so many things I could go into that I've learned, but like all of those emotions are equal and we need to experience every single one of them. Yeah. But it's okay to show that you're sad or angry or upset because it's a natural human emotion. And I think I just, Oh, you're speaking my language. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot to learn, you know, and I just think getting help has been the biggest thing and listening to amazing podcasts like yourself, like listening to your one podcast about having anxiety in the car. I learned so much from that one episode. I was Thank like, you. just these little things that I now know if I'm driving, cause that tends to be the time when I, I, my thoughts wander and I get a bit, yeah. you know, yeah. um, now I know what to do because I listened to your podcast. Thank you. Like, you know, those things are so readily available to us. There are books, there are mm-hmm. audiobooks, there are podcasts. Like there's so many things so that you much. can listen to that will just help you, you know, and having that open dialogue and speaking about it is just, it'll help so much. Absolutely. And you're exactly right. What you resist when it comes to emotions and experiencing your emotions, because all emotions are a part of the human experience. And I think society in general is very uncomfortable with sadness, um, anger, you know, anything that doesn't feel happy or positive. Um, and I'm definitely not going to get into toxic positivity today. Yes. <laughs> that's where my brain was about to go. I could yeah. that, that's There's a, so much to talk about, right? Oh, but it is, absolutely. That is something so that actually sends me shivers down my body, yeah. <laughs> toxic positivity. But yeah. you, you are supposed to feel your emotions. Mm-hmm. And if you suppress crying, that's actually the tears, the crying is your nervous system trying to regulate itself. Yeah. You'll find actually if... Um, if you're somebody who feels like you're on the verge of a panic attack and if you can cry, cry because that might actually shorten the lifespan of your panic attack really quite quickly. Um, And the same if you're feeling anxious, if you feel that you need to cry, Mm -hmm. cry Mm -hmm. and give yourself permission for your children to, to see it, 
to, to some degree to talk to them about afterwards to complete that cycle for them. Mum has some big emotions and that's okay. And now, yeah. you know, I made myself, I helped myself to feel better because I did this and this. Yeah. But now I'm going to talk about it and that's okay. Yeah. Like the story for them. Don't have mm-hmm. them sort of wondering or oh, what's going on with mum or anything like that. Complete yeah. that story. Otherwise they'll make up their own stories yes. about what could be going on as well. Yeah. And never feel that you can't be human in front of them. Mm-hmm. It's been, that's probably been a huge eye opener for me because mm. um, my eldest is quite emotional. Um, and after he saw me have that big breakdown, he had a big breakdown the same night. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, but it allowed him because he was quite close to my, my best friend who passed away. And mm. it was like, he needed to go through those emotions too. Do you know what I mean? And have a cry about it. So I encourage him now to, I'm like, actually, it's good to cry, mate. Like I tell him and I'm like, yeah. Let, you can cry and we'll talk about it. And I said, you'll feel better afterwards. And he's like, okay, you know what I mean? And it's just, but I've learned that. And now I, I know how it feels. So I also want him to be able to like experience that. But yeah. And yeah, you know, they're also huge. watching you go through what you've been through. And you're being open about it. You're experiencing it with them, but you're also rebuilding at the same time. And that too, for them to watch, you know, everything you have this business that, as you said, is now bringing you this abundance and peace inside. They're watching you get up and, and be there for them every day, be there for yourself every day, despite your anxiety, despite your emotions, despite the grief, despite everything that you're going through. Yeah. And they're watching you, you know, just continue to build and build. And yeah. that is a beautiful message for your children on its own. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're human. Do you have one um, a message for anybody who's listening that is struggling with their anxiety? What would your message for them be? Today? Yeah, just talk to someone about it. Just ask, just mention it to someone just mention that you're struggling Mm. and they'll point you in the right direction or someone will just, I, I, that's probably been the biggest thing is I, if I'm not having a good day, it's okay. It's actually okay. And it's okay to tell your partner. It's okay to call your mom and have a big cry. Like life is hard. Life Mm. is actually really heavy sometimes and we're all gonna go I think because I felt like I was so immune from bad things happening that I hadn't really lost anyone close to me like that like I hadn't gone my my kids are all fairly healthy like there was all just these little things that happened in a short period of time that my body was like whoa what is happening do you know what I mean like you've never experienced this much stress in a short period of time you know and also all of a sudden like you said you hadn't experienced that many bad things happening so all of a sudden your mind's probably going not actually as safe as I thought I was yeah 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 exactly and to be able to accept that those fears are very valid Mm -hmm. because I used to tell myself I'm crazy like you're crazy for fearing flying. You're crazy for fearing to go to the doctor, like, but actually validating, well, actually it's okay because you feel this way because you feel unsafe. Yeah, I've been able to cope better long-term and even flying, I still don't like it, but it doesn't hinder my life. Like we're going on holidays next, this week. Yeah. And I'm excited. I'm still nervous but I'm going to take my oils and I'm going to do my breathing techniques and I'm, do you know what I mean? And I, but I won't hold that fear in either. It'll be okay to show that I'm scared while I'm flying and let it out. Do you know what I mean? It'll really support you. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I know. I've got to learn some from you. (laughs) That's like my next step, right? I'm like, got all the little other things that I'm pretty good at I feel like now but there's so many good techniques with absolutely what you can do you know so there is um yeah just just it's okay mental health is like I've just learned so much about it and it's okay to not be okay like I I've heard that statement before and never understood what it meant 
And then now I'm like, yep, it's okay. Like you don't have to be happy and perfect and in this state all the time. Like you're going to have really hard times Mm. and being able to accept that just makes life so much easier. Absolutely. Acceptance is such a big thing with everything, accepting that life is life and how these things, how you move through them is really what's defining rather than how the things that actually happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me if somebody is listening today and they want to work with you, where can we find you? And do you have um, any offers or programs that you want to share with anybody listening? Yeah. So I'm mainly just working one-to-one with um, women entrepreneurs. So anyone who has uh, you know, their own business and they want to feel better about themselves and the way they get dressed you know, I work with a lot of women who are headed into their brand photo shoots and they just want to be able to wear something that's going to make them feel good and represent who they are and align with their brand. That's mainly the work I'm doing at the moment. I do have some plans towards the end of the year to possibly do like a course, um, a shorter course for women who just want to be able to learn like how to dress for their body shapes and for their colors, but everything relating back to their brand because personal brands are obviously huge and how we represent ourselves online can uh, make you feel confident, but also on the other side of that, really let your the right audience come to you and the right customers and it all very much aligns. So um, that's my passion is to help women in that space. So you can go over to camryhill.com. Um, I've got all the information there, but I also hang out on Instagram a lot. So I'm Camry Hill Styling on Instagram. You can send me a DM. Um, so yeah, that's sort of what I've got on offer at the moment. So Amazing. And I will link all of your website and your Instagram in the show notes as well. So it's nice and easy for people to just click through on whatever platform that they are listening on. Camry, thank you for being so open, so vulnerable and so inspiring today. Um, it has been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. It's actually been really, this is also a therapeutic thing, right? Like talking about <laughs> your story is like, you know, it's very confronting. It made me feel re- quite nervous in the tummy, but I'm like, you know what? This is going to help someone who's struggling, hopefully, or relates to any part of, of what happened to me. And I just hope it helps people. So thank you for inviting me and allowing me to share my story. And, you know, I I love that you just said, you know, you had the nerves, you had the bit of anxiety before stepping in here, but despite your anxiety, you jumped in and you've done it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what this series is about, the things we can do Mm -hmm. despite having our anxiety. And I know your story is going to touch many, many people. So thank you so much for everything you've shared today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Inspired Wellness with Jessica. If you enjoyed and found value in today's episode, then please help it to reach others who may also benefit by subscribing on your favorite platform and leaving a review. This would mean the world to me. To get in touch with me, inquire about working privately, or experience one of my online programs, then head to www.inspiredlifecollective.com.au and I will see you on the next episode.